Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Durson Football Podcast, Episode 2. I'm your host, Ryan Anderson. This is the podcast where we cover any and everything in the National Football League. Not only that, but we'll talk to fans from across the country to hear what it is like to be a fan of specific NFL franchises. How fitting today that our fan of the week is Joel Sastre. Joel is a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. Last week, the Philadelphia Eagles traded away their franchise quarterback, Carson Wentz, to the Indianapolis Colts. Joel is calling in all the way from California, Maryland, and he is a contributor to our affiliate YouTube channel, The Durson Network, that's D-E-R-S-O-N, where he is our local fantasy football expert. In this podcast, we're going to learn about Joel's background as an Eagles fan, we're also going to talk about the current state of the franchise and get Joel's feedback on the trade that went down just last week. This podcast is being recorded February 22nd, 2021. Without further ado, everyone, welcome to the podcast, none other than Joel Sastre. Joel, it's a pleasure having you. Thanks for having me, man. Great intro, by the way. Loved it. I feel like I need some, some Rocky music. Uh, we're gonna, we're working on that, you know. We're ironing out the details with the music, but um, but yeah, thanks a lot for uh, for being here. I really appreciate it. And thanks for having me, man. Go birds! Hey, absolutely, go, go birds. birds! I'm with you. So, go birds. Obviously, you're from the Northeast, but I wanna before we get into and we take a deep dive here on the this franchise and what's going on with the with the Eagles right now. How, give me the background as to how you became an Eagles fan. How, why, uh, just go ahead and, and tell me about your story as an Eagles fan. Wow. Born and raised Bethlehem, Bethlehem, PA. There you go. Home of baby Jesus. That's where, that's where <laughs> baby Christmas, Joel grew up. Uh, the Christmas yeah. city, baby. Yeah, that's right. The Bethlehem star. That's where, that's where baby Joel and baby Jesus grew up as Eagles fans. Um, no, my dad had me a Birds fan since diapers, man. You know, just okay. I had a, I have a picture of black and white, so mm -hmm. retro. I was in a Randall Cunningham's jersey with the Eagles helmet on, in a three point stance. You know, just wow, in a, that's a, in a diaper. Yeah, you man. Gotta I mean, find that. You gotta find that one and uh, send it over. We might have yeah, to make that for sure, for sure. Here. But yeah, I mean, when 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 your dad kind of raises you up and grows you into the franchise into the team you just you you adapt the bird's way of living um but yeah nonetheless i'm i'm down here in maryland representing the team well i bleed green always and forever there you go so since you grew up in bethlehem sometimes i think it's been a while so a lot of people forget but for m Close to 15 years, I don't know the exact number, but close to 15 years, the uh, Eagles ran their three, four-week training camp out of Lehigh University. Did you ever have an opportunity to visit the training camp while they? Oh were man, here? yeah. Every every year I try oh, to okay. get there. As being being that Lehigh was was also just part of my family's, you know, uh, their their livelihood. My my dad used to work at Lehigh. His wife, my my stepmom worked at Lehigh. Her dad. Um, okay. So it was it was awesome. I'm gonna get on field passes. I met, you know that that year when we had the dream team yeah. according to Vince Young. I met Awesome One, those guys, and it was so cool. I was on the I was on the sideline. You know, a tackle almost took me and the the wife out. Now wife, oh, you know, at that time awesome. she was just yeah, man. It was I had some great memories growing up there and, and going there and 
and going to see the team practice and yeah it, it was, actually it cool. uh, my uncle's a, a police officer uncle rich you, you know uncle rich he's a cop oh there, yeah yeah and uh he used to get me i would be like you know i would get one of the guys or i would be one of the guys with the orange shirts on like security but i was really just there yeah. watching practice on the sideline wow yeah it was pretty cool was wow cool. look at you to, they used to have to yell at me to turn around because i was supposed to be facing the fans like everybody. <laughs> i'd be watching yeah. the practice so um that is yeah, you know what's a, funny though is that is that you know that I, I got a little story real quick that i know a, sure. a cowboys fan that we we hate the cowboys right right but you know it i mean being that a we're a lot of cowboy fans in this uh this neck of the country i guess oh it's it's unreal so uh so we actually have a, a mutual friend in, in mr kyle mccauley and mm -hmm. i'll never forget a story where those years that the dream teams were there mike vick actually signed one of his i think footballs that year that's right so th he... this guy this guy is a true cowboys fan but he's still showing up to the birds camps because I, I mean let's just face it he slept. i think he slept there that night he was he in did line. he yeah, did yeah he i did. remember yeah. that too yeah. so what well, i might have him on as our uh our cowboy fan for the podcast <laughs> that would be good to grill him on that one how'd that happen mr cowboy fan that's wrong so, he's um, down in uh, dallas too i mean that's right so now we won a super bowl a couple years ago i want to ask you what your favorite moment is now all of our favorite moments are is obviously the super bowl so can you think of a moment outside of the super bowl that you just remember really clicking with you as is your favorite time or moment as a Philadelphia Eagle fan. Wow. Um, I mean, how can you not think back to the Deshaun Jackson punt return against the wow. Giants? Good one. The, the, that has to be my number one at that time. So I was, I was actually living in Maryland at that time, but I came up for a Christmas party. Okay. Or because it was, you know, it's right around the holiday season. Mm -hmm. you, you, you could just remember seeing the highlight on the Fox. You know, they got the three lights, colored lights for the timeout. So it was holiday time. But um, yeah, we were we were up for a little Christmas party, and, and and the wife was at you know my aunt's house or something like that. So towards the end of the game, she's like, "Hey, uh, party's over. Can you come pick me up?" I'm like, "Oh my god! Like we're like the game's so close right now. Like I don't want to leave, but you know what?" The Eagles have probably one of the best, the best radio, you oh, know, yeah. analysts, play-by-play oh, play guys. You know, shout out, shout out, my guy, uh, oh Merrill. my God, like, Merrill, 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 yeah, Merrill Reese. So, yep. I get in the car, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll listen to Merrill for the last, and you know, I'll I'll never forget it. So 40, 35, 30. Deshaun Jackson. You know, it's just it, uh, it brings goosebumps. But yeah, I remember pulling up to the house. Like getting out of the car, like yelling, screaming, like we're going to the playoffs. Like it was, it was, it was amazing. But yeah, that definitely was my number one. I'm glad you brought that up. I actually hadn't thought about that for some reason, and it, it's awfully ironic because that's one moment where every Eagle fan remembers where they were. And I too was listening to Merrill Reese. I was, wow. I was washing dishes at the time at an old folks' home, part-time gig. Right? Uh, <laughs> what was that? What was that? Like '08. <laughs> So I was 08 or 09. So I was 18, 19 years old. Security washing, guard, washing, washing dishes. dishes <laughs> he does it all. Washing dishes at the old folks' home. And I had Meryl Reese on blast back there. And I'll tell you what, I, I was going buck wild when that happened. I could, I could barely believe it. It was like I couldn't get to a TV quick enough because I wanted to see how this went down. You know, it's, he did a great job. Obviously, one of the greatest of all time, Meryl Reese. Yeah. But 
But um, but yeah, that was. I'm with you. Fun. You just got to see it with your own eyes. Right. I'm with right. you. So um, let me ask you something. Back to the Super Bowl. Uh, who'd you who'd you watch the Super Bowl with? Super Bowl family, friends. What would you do for the Super Bowl? So my 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 wife's family. They they all get together every year. The Super Bowl. They have a little party. Whatever. They're mm-hmm. all bringing their their crock pots and ordering. Are they pizza. Eagle fans too? Or no, no. They're all. They're all Washington football team okay, fans right, down so, here. So. I got you. I got you. Yeah. The uh, so so the family invites me over, but every every Eagles playoff game, I'm at home. I'm by myself. I'm, right. I got my beer in the same spot, and if it's not working out in that spot, I put the beer in a different spot. I'm one of those superstitious <laughs> guys. I'm wearing the same underwear, same jersey, same same socks. I'm doing the same routine. So yeah, no, I was at home. By myself, the wife took the daughter over to her brother's house, and they had a little Super Bowl party. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Now I just remember I was just sitting there by myself. They actually came home uh, right before the fourth quarter, and I thought it was gonna like ruin things, but it, yeah. it didn't. You know, we ended up winning. So <laughs> let me ask it, you it worked out. I was like, "What are you guys doing home?" Like, did you cry? did you cry when they won the Super Bowl? Yes, oh, hard, yeah, like a baby. <laughs> I weeped into I weeped into my couch, and I remember my wife was like behind me. I'm like, she's probably thinking I'm nuts <laughs> yeah. right now, but yeah. I don't care. Yeah, it's one of those I moments where it's like, yeah, they they don't get it. But uh, I also I also put a hole in my wall, not from like punching or anything. Okay. But I opened up my front door so hard that the handle, like I have like door. I had a, I was living in a townhouse at the time, yeah. so you know. I opened up the door so hard the door stopper didn't even stop the door from flinging all the way open from so hitting the door. You were just jacked up in general. Dude, put a hole in the wall. <laughs> I sprint. Yeah, I sprint outside. It's you know, it's what a 12, 12 o'clock at night at this point. Oh, I yeah. didn't care, dude. I ran probably a mile. It was the furthest I ran at that time ever. Like it was, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm screaming the fight song. Like I did not care, and, it, yeah. and no one else was up. You know, it was just right. me. Yeah. Oh, that is uh, that's a great story. Did you have an opportunity to go to the parade or no? I did. I did. Oh, I posted wow. up. Look at you. True eagle Dude, man here. I posted up about, I'm going to say, 40 yards away from the rocky steps from where they they made all their, you know, okay. the speeches. But, dude, I, I found the sweetest spot because I had, I ran into probably like seven UPenn kids. Uh-huh. And they, they brought a keg to where they were. So they would, I was like, yo, five bucks for a cup? They were like, yeah. So, you know, nostalgic holidays. I'm drinking out of a red solo cup with some UPenn kids drinking out of a keg on, on Broad Street. It was amazing. Well, I'm, I'm glad you got to go. I unfortunately missed it, but um, it's good to hear from a real Eagles fan who had the opportunity to go well, there. Um, what happened? Why'd you miss it? You were washing dishes at the old folks' home. No, game. no. I had, a real, <laughs> I had a real job at the time, and unfortunately, I probably could have negotiated some type of you know get out or swap but i i figured you know what let's just i i regret it to be honest with you to this day yeah i still yeah. think i should have went but dude that, yeah for whatever reason you know i don't know what was going on with work that week or whatever but yeah, I, I just didn't yeah. feel like mixing things up so i ended up working and i do regret it because our another mutual friend of ours rj was going down and he had called me because we were going to go down the night before, and it was just too much going on for me to go at the time. But yeah, I I'm you. glad to hear you went and enjoyed it for me. Uh, I partied um, enough for you and I. Don't yeah. worry about it. So, so no, those are the good times. Those are the good times, and they weren't that long ago. Just a 
few short years ago, 2017, we won that Super Bowl. Uh, and here we are today, and we're going to talk about the current state of the franchise. And it's, it's really not good, but I really want to get your perspective as a true fan. Last week, the Philadelphia Eagles, again, they traded Carson Wentz, the quarterback, the franchise quarterback, the former first over, or number two overall first-round selection, yeah. Carson Wentz. Traded him to the Indianapolis Colts. They got back in exchange a third rounder this year and a second, potentially first rounder next year. And I just want your general feedback. You know, what were your thoughts? We all knew it was coming. We're going to kind of take, we're going to go wherever this conversation goes. But what was your initial reaction to this trade and, and how would you describe how you felt? Man, that's... Uh, it was, it was a lot to get to this point. You know, it was there was just a lot of stipulation, rumor. You know, just bad locker room talk, and mm-hmm. or there's smoke, there's fire, and I didn't want to believe it. I I believe that Wentz was this, you know, church boy. He's a good boy. He's a yeah. good guy. He's not. Of course, he's not talking to the media. Why would he do that? He's not like that. He's not. He likes to go hunting. He's a quiet guy. You know, he's he's. He's he's a he's a man's man, you know. He's he he puts the team first, and then you know just so so you start to see these things though on the sideline, and it was like, man, yeah, I guess I see those red flags that the media is talking about, and you're seeing it mid game. So you didn't want to. I don't know. There was going to be that constant question then from the media, like Doug, like what are you guys doing, Howie? What are you guys doing, Carson? What are you guys doing? But he didn't want to talk to anybody, so it was just. The, the 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 buzz was still around the locker room, and it wasn't good. It wasn't. So who good. do you blame here? It sounds like you're really pointing the finger at Carson, um, which I, I I was not expecting, by the way. But who do you place the blame on here? Truly, truly, I, I blame a lot of this on Howie. Right. I think Carson definitely could have handled things a little bit differently, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to you know answering some questions from the media and. And taking things on his shoulders, kind of like that, and but uh, but he didn't. He stayed quiet, and he let the he let the you know the bad the the smoke still linger, and it turned into a fire. And boy, what a fire it was! You know, you when know? things go this south, this bad, yeah, right, this is a complete organizational <laughs> failure from the top down. To have your guy, and I don't even I I, I don't even need to look at Carson Wentz's stats. Like, it's astounding how good he was overall, even with last year's bad stats, right? Even if you lump them in, he was still really good statistically. But then you take a look at some of these highlight plays from from even his rookie year, and then then you have the 2017 season, obviously, where he was the the frontrunner for MVP before he got hurt. But when things go this horrifically bad, this quickly, again, organizational failure, I think – there's just – it's hard to wrap your head around. And, you know, I was going to do a podcast last week. This broke – this trade broke last Thursday. I think it was the 18th. And yeah. I was going to – we were going to do a podcast that night. But I really needed some time to, to reflect, to let this set in yeah. because it was a lot. Because I'll tell you what, as I'm sure a lot of Eagles fan, I'm a reactionary person. But I, I was very reactionary when this went down. And I was yeah. – I knew it was coming, but it still didn't make it – hurt any less and 
again, I go back and forth. I'm still not settled on it, to be quite honest with you, because oh, me neither. When it's me neither. the organizational failure this bad, I really got to point the blame at Jeffrey Lurie uh, uh, yeah, as the Howie. owner of this, mm-hmm. as the owner of the franchise, the leader. Yeah. Now we're hearing all types of silly reports. I got to ask you about this one. What do you think about? And we're kind of hopping around, but you know, it is what it is. What do you think about this report that Jeffrey Lurie is the guy who wanted to sign? or wanted to draft Jalen Hurts last year. Did you hear this report? No, I did not. This This broke from Elliott Short Parks, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles. On Friday, he was on 97.5 The Fanatic and uh, was reporting that basically, now they value the quarterback position and they needed a backup, right? Yeah, true. And supposedly they had called Carson. And this is kind of like, Silly, right? We're talking about these are National Football League players. Why should they have to call the starting quarterback to make sure he's okay if they draft a backup in the second round? I mean, it, in a sense, yeah, you kind of, but no, I think today you got to include the quarterback almost like a GM part, you know, of your offense. Like you want to make sure that he's comfortable with the moves that you're making so that he is feeling good about his position with the team and going forward. I, I would agree. And, they have to know their player, right? So if yeah. they know yeah. Carson has a little soft in certain areas, and I, I kind of don't like using that terminology, but, yeah. um, but mentally, let's just let, I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat this one, folks. Mentally, it feels a little he's weak. Can yeah. I say that? You know, yeah, like it like feels weak. Prima Donna ish. Yeah, I'm telling you, I have a I have a day job. If you know, if they hired somebody, you know, as my, you know, with maybe my same role, would I be a little bit, of, yeah, I don't know how I feel, but I'd go to work the same way, you know, you look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers. They drafted a guy in the first round last year. What did he do? Years and years yeah. ago, they drafted Tom Brady's replacement. They drafted Jimmy Garoppolo. What did he do? Went on to have MVP season. So let's just face it. Carson Wentz did not react well to adversity. And then the National Football League, it's all about how you react to adversity. Um, so how's he going to yeah, do it? Yeah, but did they? Did they? Yeah, but did they draft those guys five years into those players' careers? No, Carson's just his fifth year in. That's a good just point, now. Joel. So that's a good he just point. finished his fourth year. So the, and he just. I mean, you're 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 playing with the guy's psyche you're so right. much. I, like, I get it. I get you know? it. I just still don't like the. I just feel. Like, I understand I like the, the, the comparison. I understand the comparison. Like you step up. Like in that situation. Like you are, you're you're hitting the film room harder, the weights harder, training harder, you know, health and fitness harder. Like you're everything you're doing now is you you you're turning up that dial a little bit more, just yeah. so you can let that guy know and the team know, hey, this is still my team. We might have got a guy in the second round, but I, I'm still the guy here. And you're right; those are different scenarios. But Carson was, you know. I think they thought of him as the franchise quarterback in just yeah. a year ago. So they didn't yeah. think it was a big deal because they viewed him as that level of quarterback. Yeah. And uh, there's just, again, this is a case study of organizational failure. So many <clears throat> breakdowns in communication. Yeah. Why couldn't these guys get in a room and figure it out? It's just devastating, especially to watch highlights. Uh, but it is what it is. We're going to move on and – I mean, how's Carson gonna do now with Indianapolis? What's your uh, what's your vote there? What do you think? You think he's gonna bounce back and have a really great career, or do you think he'll continue to struggle the way he did in twenty twenty? Um, 
I th- I think Frank is Frank is a tremendous coach, and that's going to be the you know the the bridge there for Carson to get back to the good side, you know. And I I, I see him making that leap with Frank and and them dumbing down stuff, and, and they have a great offensive line, a healthy offensive line. Yeah, they got the and pieces that, around them. Man, that was that was the big thing that I thought that that really ruined this year for this team was, you know, maybe we didn't have the skilled guys that. That, that were staying healthy. We I don't think we had a single snap where Alshon, Deshaun Jackson, and Jalen Rieger actually lined up for a play all in the same play. Like I can't I can't remember seeing that with Carson. You know, I mean let's let's put it this way. His starting left tackle went down before the season. His starting right guard went down before the season. His right tackle went down pretty much what third game into the second game into the season. Yeah, he's had a and lot he was, of a lot of issues there. And and I mean I mean, here's here's my here's my argument with that with with him being able to step into the Colts team with a good offensive line. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, three of probably they they're probably three of the top players of their own positions. Like they, Tyreek Hill's probably arguably top three wide receiver. Travis Kelsey's probably the top tight end, and Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, right? They lose a left tackle, a Pro Bowl left tackle for the Pro Bowl. For the Super Bowl, right. and all of a sudden they 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 only scored nine points. I mean, the Washington Football Team put up more points against that Bucks team. You know, the Saints did, and I mean, these offenses are not the Chiefs' offense, and they only put up nine points. Now, look at the look at the Eagles. They don't have a Travis Kelsey. They don't have a Tyree Kill, and we are playing musical chairs with these offensive linemen. And then we want to throw everything at Carson like it's his fault. I don't like that. Um, that, that, that was my big, like, thing looking at that was, man, we need to look at the big picture, not just put it all on Carson. And, and, you know, that, that rubbed me the wrong way when, when, when people were just, you know, just, they're just fully blaming him and Doug when I think Howie was. Well, yeah, how he could have, how he could have drafted receivers who, I mean, who could play worth a darn, uh, to support his quarterback, but he didn't. Yeah. But, but that brings me to a point, and I'm, I want to move on from Carson here. Yeah. Gotcha. But, but we could just go on for days, but, yeah. But they just did so much. Now, again, the, the, they did so much for this guy, right? They, yeah. first of all, they traded up to draft him. So they, they, you know, you hear a lot of people say they mortgaged the future. They moved up in the draft. They were like, 14 and they were mid of the pack in that in that draft they moved up to number two to get carson right Mm -hmm. then in later years they continuously drafted on the offensive side of the football they went on the draft a guy like miles sanders drafted dallas goddard then more recently drafted you can call what it is they drafted jj ortega whiteside they drafted jalen rager so they did things to support them, support him, even if those draft picks didn't work out. We'll, yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah. Then what do they do? They get, they move on from the quarterback who won the Super Bowl, Nick Foles. They say they get him out of town. They say Carson, this is your show. Okay. Yeah. This is yeah. your show. Not yeah. only that, not only are we getting rid of the quarterback who won the Super Bowl, we're signing you to a huge extension a year early because that's how mm-hmm. highly we think of you. And then they yeah. went on the draft another receiver. I'm just saying they did so many things. They really missed on the draft picks, which which hurt a lot. By but, far, yeah. but they did a lot to uh, to try and support him, and they failed epically. But moving on, where does this franchise go from here? Are they in complete rebuild mode? Yes or no? Yes, we're the we're, we're I. This is how I view it, and it's just 
We're the New York Jets. Oh wow. We uh we are the New York Jets. Yeah, I mean that I've heard that a couple times this week. I don't know that I would I mean, go we, that far. We are so bad right now that we are there's strong rumors now saying that we're gonna go quarterback now in the sixth spot. Well, that's part of what I want to because, about. yeah, because I mean, because we don't even have a solid quarterback now. I now know. we now we run a quarterback out of town, and now we're talking about getting another one yeah. because we don't know if Jalen Hurts is really the guy. Because so that's not that's our owner want to draft them, which is just a whole other thing. But but yeah, so you know, there's, so stay away, stay away. Back. Yeah, so stay. The quarterback position is the most dependent position in the NFL. You can have a guy like Deshaun Watson play for the Houston Texans, but you have no pieces around him. They're going to be 4-12 and 12 and picking third in the draft every year. You know, you got you to gotta, yeah. build a team, I feel, now. I mean, you, you got to look at the 49ers and what they did. Jimmy G, yeah, they gave him a, a nice contract there, but Jimmy G wasn't the guy that... That kept that team good for the for those two years, and then going into the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. that wasn't Jimmy G. I mean, look at the Dolphins. Who, I mean, who's their quarterback still going forward? You don't know, but they oh. built the team the right way. They drafted defense, signed some veteran guys on that side of the ball, and and they they went for you know offensive linemen, and you know now I think now it's like okay, now all they need is a quarterback, and they're going to win the Super Bowl, but. Yeah, that's how I, that's how I think the Eagles need to build. Joel, I think you made a great point there in that they're nowhere near ready to support uh, a quarterback. You yeah, know, so I, why why reach go go get a piece, man? Go get go get a guy that'll be a Pro Bowler for for six, seven, eight years. You know, I agree with you 100. percent I thought you put that really well too, and you also gave an example of the 49ers, which I think I didn't think of, but you're absolutely right. Right, John Lynch did a phenomenal job there drafting and really yeah. building both sides of those lines, that D-line and that O-line. They spent multiple draft picks on it. They even missed on a couple, but yeah. they had enough that it didn't matter. And yeah. they went. then they later went on to get their quarterback. So I think that's a good example, and maybe that's something they'll model after. The problem here... The problem with this franchise, and I'm a fan of them, you're a fan of them, the problem we have is the trust level because we don't trust Howie Roseman to deliver on those draft picks, and that's a huge issue in this league. You build through the draft. When you have a a GM that you're not confident in, where do you go from there? And uh, I think that's the – that might be the future we have to deal with. Um, And, you know, We've already seen a head coach lose his job. I don't know how. I don't know if Howie will ever lose that job. It seems like him and Jeffrey Lurie have a uh, extremely close, almost father-son-like relationship, and Jeff just will not move on from him. Yeah, man, living down here in Washington, it was the same story last year with uh, with Daniel Snyder and their GM that they had for the the longest time. I I, I can't think of his name right now, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, like it was like, what is going on? Like, why is this GM still in the building? He's drafting guys like Josh Doxson and stuff, you know, stuff like that. And Washington was just, you know, they were drafting terrible. They're, the guys they were signing were awful. They weren't getting any guys in the building. And it was like, what are what are we keeping this GM for? It's kind of like, man, what what does this guy have on the owner that he still has a right. job? It's kind of it's crazy, but there's politics in the NFL, of course, and you know. For sure. You know, for sure, and uh, I think we'll we both agree that 
We hope that Howie figures us out, figures it out. But if he doesn't, we hope that Jeffrey Lurie is is quick on the trigger to move on. And if you're going to rebuild this team, you might as well start with GM, uh, especially if yeah. he can deliver here in the, in the immediate future. Um, it's I mean, gonna be tough to tell, but I mean, it's gonna be tough to evaluate I mean, look, this team, Joel. They're gonna be like you said, they're gonna be so bad, so bad. How do you even evaluate them unless the, this coaching staff does a phenomenal job? And they come no. in and somehow are competitive. I'm just gonna play devil's advocate here. We're in the NFC least, and yeah. you never know wh- how this could turn out. This is the football league. Historically, <laughs> not in recent history, but historically, there is parity in this league. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe Hertz comes on and plays well, and the offensive line stays healthy. And I, I think I'm wishful thinking there. But, yeah, um, yeah. But I don't know. We got to have something to look for. But in any case, uh, Joel, any parting words before before we move on? <clears throat> yeah. I, um, As a Philly Eagles fan, any parting words or anything you would say to your fellow Philadelphia Eagle fans out there to get them through this rough time? You gotta. You, you gotta. You, you gotta go back to that 2017, and you have to realize that. Would you be at this point for you to have that Super Bowl? And my answer is going to always be yes. Of course. I would 100% go through this 100 more times in order for me to say that we won a Super Bowl three years ago. And that's it. That's it, period. Thank you and so much. You're right. You're absolutely I'm, right. I'm, that's, where, that's where I'm at with my, with my mentality with this team. But going forward, go Birds. I mean, it was sad to see Carson go. So I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be a nice, uh, quiet Colts fan, I guess, over there in the corner too, just kind of cheering him on. But yeah, see, uh, I'm I'm kind of rooting against him. And I'm not sure how to feel about it. So. Yeah, I I I want him to do well. I like Frank as well. So I mean, I like those guys over there in Indy. Yeah. So it looks like a fun team. I like the colors too. I mean, well, we'll see what happens. But light. um, it's funny you say that because on Thursday evening, no joke. I went on the NFL Network and I watched America's game from twenty from the Eagles when they won. Oh, okay, and it did. I I, I left that that hour long show feeling exactly kind of how you just felt. It's like wow, today kind of stinks with this whole we just lost this quarterback, but uh, yeah. that nothing you we trade any type of NFL you know any type of fan experience for that one moment, and we got yeah. it. So um, there's a lot of Eagle fans again. who didn't experience that in their lifetime, and we were fortunate to do so. So. Joel, thanks a lot. Uh, episode two, that's a wrap. And uh, we'll probably have you on once again. And uh, we really appreciate you hopping on all the way from California, Maryland. Joel, thanks a lot. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Good luck with the rest of the shows, man. Appreciate, thanks, appreciate it. it. Everybody tune in next week. Uh, we're going to be doing some draft evaluations. Uh, mock two, The Durson Mock 2.0 is coming out. And our scheduled guest to evaluate my mock is Alex Specht, another contributor to the Durson Network, our affiliate YouTube channel, which you can find on YouTube by searching the Durson Network. That's D-E-R-S-O-N. We'll see you next week.